Well, California police have identified the gunman suspected of killing those 10 people in that ballroom dance studio near Los Angeles. His name is Hugh Cantran, 72 years of age. He was later found dead in a white van. He had a self-inflicted gunshot wound and was declared dead at the scene, according to the L.A. County Sheriff Robert Luna. And as we know, celebrations for the Lunar New Year have been underway in Monterey Park. Police at this point still don't know the motive. Um, our expert on international affairs, Dr. Keith Suda, joins us. There's a lot to talk about this one. We'll just touch on this one, Dr. Keith, because I don't know what more we can say, except here we go again. Here we go again. Um, last year was a record year for gun violence in the United States, and it looks as though this year will be an even worse year for the uh, number of mass shootings that are occurring. So um, the Americans are not getting this problem under control at all. It just gets worse. Will they ever get it under control? I don't think they will. No, I don't know. The uh, right to bear arms is so much embedded in the American DNA that I don't see you're ever going to be able to change this. Not even amending the Constitution because you've got so many other laws and judicial decisions, etc. I think... This is just a risk that you learn to live with if you're an American. It's scary. I, 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 honestly, Dr. Keith, I wouldn't want to live there. No, I wouldn't. You wouldn't. <laughs> and I teach young Americans. I and, know. You know. And they're saying how, how refreshing it is to be living in a country where there isn't the risk of a shooter around the next corner. When you talk to young, uh, impressionable Americans uh, on your special subject, international affairs, what do they say? Are they unanimous in their horror as to what's going on? Or do you talk to people who say, no, we've got every right to bear arms? Now, well, I, my uh, students are, are associated with Boston University. So that's a fairly liberal, yes. in other words, you know, it's a Democrat state. Um, and so those students come out of a culture of people who are concerned about mm. limiting the right to bear arms. But mm. you're right, there'd be other students that I, I don't teach but say uh, down in the south, down in Texas, where they're actually enabling people now to carry a gun into a church. So if you don't like the sermon, you just shoot the preacher, I guess. I guess so. Dr. Keith Suter is with us there. And, you know, and as I said to Natasha Belling yesterday, so there'll be funerals, there'll be tears, there'll be prayers and thoughts, and, yep. then, and then it'll all start all over again. Absolutely. Yep. There'll be another story next week. Oh, strike me pink. One triple three five three is the telephone number. Dr. Keith, we all know that Donald Trump has been caught with documents he should not have been caught with, and that is still playing out. But now we have the U.S. President Joe Biden, uh, and uh, the White House says Joe Biden's lawyers have found classified documents and official records on four occasions in recent months, and Biden has said he has no regrets over the handling of these documents. Can you put us in the picture? What documents are we talking about? And is he in a lot of trouble? I think he is in trouble because I think a lot of people will not be able to make the distinction between his position and that of Donald Trump. So Donald Trump, when he left the White House, took within these documents, which were some of them were top secret. Um, and under American law, if you're a president, all of your documents, including scribbled notes, etc., have to go into the National Archives. Remember, you're dealing with a president who's basically king of America. And so everything that's being done with the president is, is treated in a rather sacred way. So Donald Trump walked out with documents and then refused to hand them over. Biden is a little different, uh, but if you're a, tri if you're a Trump supporter, this is a, 
a, a distinction without a real difference. Um, but Biden had collected documents um, at home and in his office at um, the University of Pennsylvania from his days of being in the White House previously with Barack Obama when he was the vice president. And when they were discovered, then they were handed over to the U.S. authorities. So it's a different situation from Trump, who was refusing to hand them over, and that's why you had the FBI raid. It's interesting that now FBI are also getting involved, not so much to raid, but simply to make sure there's due process involved. I think that if you're a Trump supporter, then you'll say that Biden is as bad as Trump. If you are a Biden supporter, you'll say, well, I can see a difference here. Biden took the documents, didn't know that he'd got them, and then as soon as they were found, they were then handed back to the U.S. government. Um, so what, in terms of his public standing, it's interesting to look at the way in which um, there's a, a, a survey company called the 538 Project. Uh, 538 is the total number of senators and members of the House of Representatives. And they do surveys of uh, opinion polls, make predictions about election results. And they're showing that Biden and Trump are basically about the same in mm. terms of public standing throughout their time, as insofar as you can compare Biden with Trump. So it's very interesting. Both of them are, are, are below 50 percent. And Trump uh, was below 50 percent for his time in office. And now Biden is in a similar boat. Um, so it means there's a widespread dislike of both Trump and Biden. And so the, the finding of these documents will simply add to Biden's problems. He has had a slight uptick uh, in public approval. And, of course, he did score a tremendous victory in the midterm elections, although whether it's for, for Biden personally or whether it's simply a revulsion of what is going on in the conservative side of politics, we, we don't know. It's very difficult to work that out, whether there's a Biden factor in those election results last November. He personally wasn't standing for election, uh, but it was an election in which it's called a midterm election, the middle of the presidential term. So that's all the lower house, one third of the Senate. He increased the standing of the Democrats in the Senate. And the defeat in the lower house was not that bad, uh, certainly not nearly as bad as was anticipated. And, of course, the Republicans have not behaved particularly well since gaining control of the Senate. Officially, they did that a couple of weeks ago, and they've been arguing between themselves. Um, and so Biden uh, has certainly been hurt with the finding of these papers. He shouldn't have removed them when he was vice president. And they've now come back to haunt him. And it means that, as I say, if you're a Trump supporter, then you'll, you'll be as equally disappointed with Biden as you would be with Trump. Uh, Dr. Keith Souter is with us. We're talking international affairs. Uh, just to end our chat today, Dr. Keith, where do you see today Vladimir Zelensky on this war with Russia? I noticed that uh, the former PM, uh, the UK PM, Boris Johnson, has said, look, the UK should be giving them all the support they possibly can. And Australia is also giving aid in the form of money and, 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 and vehicles. Does that put a target on our back if we continue to help? And where, and where are we at at the moment? Um, well, the, the, uh, the Russians are clearly not doing well in mm. Ukraine. The Ukrainians have fought back a lot better. They're being assisted by Western countries, as you say, that, that includes Australia. 
What is it, does it mean that Australia's got a target on the back? Well, we've had that target for a while because we've sure. been giving assistance for, since the beginning of the war. Mm. Uh, what has changed is that in the last couple of weeks, the Prime Minister has announced that Australian soldiers will be training Ukrainians. That's right, yes. Now, um, that, so that does a step up in our uh, commitment. It's worth bearing in mind that the people they're training um, are probably people who, as we speak, are working as bakers or butchers or mm. candle makers, whatever. And suddenly they're going to be given a rifle and they're going to become a soldier. And the Australians have got a good reputation for being able to train soldiers, which is why the Ukrainians are so happy to have the Australians based in Britain to help train mm. these amateur soldiers to make them professional. Does it make um, Australia have a target? Well, it's interesting because um, in the last few hours, we've had a report from the New York Times about um, a, a Russian terrorist group that may be involved in terrorist bombings in Spain. And of course, Spain is a NATO member and yes. a supporter of Ukraine. And it's been suggested that this um, uh, Russian imperial movement, um, which goes back, uh, has roots that go back a century or so, into Russia, it's ultra-nationalist, ultra-orthodox, ultra-monarchy, etc., really hard line, makes Putin look like a bit of a moderate. Um, this group, in its current variation, has been around for about 20 years, and uh, they may well be involved, according to the New York Times, in these bombings in Spain. And so that's obviously serving as a warning to NATO countries from Moscow saying we can disrupt your lives, we can introduce terrorist attacks into your territory if you continue to support Ukraine. The other way, of course, that we could be attacked by the Russians will be through cyber hacking. And we've seen mm. enough problems already with young hackers in Russia. Yes. And the turmoil that they cause, not mm. connected with the Ukraine war. These are people who are just going in for uh, trying to ransom and make money out of seizing uh, Australian data. Yes. So, yes, that, that, it, it, it means that we're stepping up the, the conflict between the West and Russia. Do you ever see it ending? No. There's no obvious way in which it can end. Um, all, all along, I've been saying we need to have the Russians themselves to overthrow Putin and yes. for Putin to be replaced by a moderate person who wants to rebuild ties with the West. But at the moment, Putin is proving an elusive target for his own people. Um, and I think it needs to be done by his own people. My worry is that if he were done by a Western group, uh, then he then becomes a martyr, a martyr. to these ultra uh, hardliners. And that's the worry I would have. But I would prefer him to be overthrown by his own people. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Hey, Dr. Keith, always good to talk to you. You take care. Good. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. There he is. Our expert on international affairs, Dr. Keith Souter, here on the Night Shift on Triple M.